Our reading for today is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses 16 through 34. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness! No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For our meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor James Butler, St. Luke's Lutheran Church, Dedham, Massachusetts. Matthew 6.34 Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I remember the nursery rhyme, sugar and spice and everything nice. That's what little girls are made of. And its companion, frogs and snails and puppy dog tails. That's what little boys are made of. But what is life made of? If you watch the news or read the paper, life seems to be made up of anxiety. Everywhere we turn, there are more fears, more worries, more anxieties for us to deal with. They're talking layoffs at work, the Great Recession, ISIS in crisis, downturns in housing, and upswings in global warming. We worry about being sued, finishing last, going broke. We fear the mole in the back, the new kid in school, and the sound of the clock wondering why our kids aren't home yet. Worry seems to have moved in, and it won't leave. 
And when anxiety moves in, everything else departs. Have you ever heard of happiness and fear, confident and afraid, merciful and fearful? No. Fear chases out everything that's good and fills up the room with itself. Have you ever thought about how our anxiety destroys our lives? Seriously, can you name one good thing that worry has ever done for us? How many poems are dedicated to fear? How often has fear saved a marriage? How often have you said, since I gave into my worries, I have a new spring in my step? Or, my doctor tells me I need to start worrying more, otherwise my health is at risk. Let's make this more concrete. What are some of the things we really cause us concern? Here's one. Do I measure up? Don't we all worry about that? Look at kids in high school. Girls wonder if they're pretty enough, popular enough, liked enough. Guys wonder if they're athletic enough, handsome enough, liked enough. How many guys have passed out on asking a girl out because she was out of his league? He just didn't measure up. Adults are no different. I was at a conference in Arizona a few years ago. I met pastors from all over the country. First three questions we asked each other. Who are you? Where do you serve? How big is your church? You know why we asked that last question? It's not because we were worried about the other guy working too hard. It's about comparing ourselves and our achievements, and did I measure up to the next guy? Then Jesus comes along and he tells us not to worry. Strangely, this causes people even more anxiety. I've had people tell me, Pastor, I know it's a sin of the worry. God must really be upset with me. Bad enough, they have anxiety in their lives. Now they're wondering how God feels about them, too. Jesus wants just the opposite. He doesn't want to increase our worry. He wants to reduce it. He wants us to be able to relax and to enjoy the life that he's given us. He wants us to find rest in him. Jesus wants us to focus on him. He'll take care of the rest. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you, says Jesus. Jesus' argument in this section is a simple one. God takes care of the little things in life, the birds that no one can count, the grass that's here one day and is used as the kindling the next. If God takes care of those things, things that we don't even think about, things that we don't care about, won't he also take care of us, his children? Of course he will. Look at this from another angle. God has already taken care of the biggest problem in our lives, our sin. He gave his son for us. He raised him from the dead. And God did that when we had no claim on him. He did it without our asking. He did it when we were far from him. As Paul says in Romans 5, God shows his love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If God gave us his son, we were sinners. Is he going to forget us now that we are his children? If he loved us enough to send his son, is he not going to take care of us now? No, we can be confident in him. He will take care of us. He promised to do so. His promise was signed in the blood of his son. It was sealed in his resurrection. His promise is guaranteed in the waters of our baptism. So relax. Rejoice. Don't worry. You're in God's hands. You're in the hands of the one who takes care of the birds and the grass. You're in the hands of the one who has the nail scars. You're in the hands of the one who rose from the dead. You are in the hands of your Savior. Be content. He will take care of you. Amen. We thank Pastor James Butler for this meditation on God's Word.